Hey girl, hey. Hey mama. Hey, hey lady. You are tuned in to the Scenes from a Single Mom podcast. We don't grow alone, and this podcast ensures that you don't have to. Grab your journal and a drink and join us. Welcome back to another episode of the Scenes from a Single Mom podcast. I am your co-host, Tiffany Huffstruthers, and today I'm excited for this week's co-host, Miss Ash Syria Gatewood. You know that I like or I believe that we do the best at introducing ourselves. So, Ashiria, tell the audience who you are beyond the bio. Um, my name is Ashiria Gatewood. Um, I have three children. Um, I am 35 years old, um, and I'm excited about doing the book. So, uh, like Ashiria said, I'm I'm gonna just let everybody know we. Everybody calls her Ash. I don't, I don't know how many people, too many people who call you Ash Series. So, right. <laughs> this is Ash. <laughs> um, and she is going, she is an author in Scenes from a Single Mom Volume 4, which is dropping in August. Make sure you are following at When She Thrives on Facebook and Instagram so you are the first to know when your copy is available. So, Ash, let's start with talking about what made you decide to share your story. Um, what decided to make me do my story was, um, I'm a single mom. Um, and I know there's a lot of other single moms out there, um, that also has a story that can probably learn from, learn from me. Yes. So one of the themes, um, because Ash's story is deep, y'all. <laughs> we ain't gonna sip all the tea. But one of the themes that, um, is a constant flowing through your story is the challenges, um, in relationships with mothers and daughters. Yes. And I know it's not something that we talk about often because it's like your mom is supposed to be your best friend and you're supposed to like tell her your secrets and get your nails done with her and all yeah. of that. But that's not the journey for everybody. Right. Right. So what would you say was the biggest challenge for you and your mom's relationship? Um, the biggest challenge is that, you know, she had a religion, you know, that I had to follow by. It was that was one of the biggest challenges. Um, she wasn't home as a parent. She wasn't present, you know, the way I needed her to be. So that was basically my biggest challenge is that she wasn't there. And on top of her not being there, it was other stuff. So like, how did you deal with your differences in belief versus hers? Um, my differences in beliefs, I still follow, you know, her beliefs because I was a child. You have to follow them until, you know, right. you get older. Um, but there was some stuff that I just didn't do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when it came down to it, it was like, uh, no, thank, no, thank you. you. Right. And she was like, you don't have an option. You don't have an option. This is what you're going to do and you're going to do it. That's it. I didn't have an opinion about, mm. you know, we didn't have an opinion about what you wanted to do or how you wanted to do it. It was just, you follow my way and that's it. So what happened when you decided not to follow her way? Um, I got kicked out. <laughs> um, that was the biggest challenge, too. That was another challenge. You know, having to, I got kicked out at 15. 15 years old? 15. A child. Child. Mm -hmm. So what did you do? Um, I had to go to a shelter. Um, so that was a big challenge. You know, I didn't know nobody there. I had to get out of the school that I was in. Um was just a lot of challenges after that. So during the time that you were in the shelter, did you still have communication with your mom? In court, 
Wow. Yeah. So you kind of came into young adulthood without your mom. Yes. Mm -hmm. And do you think if you had it to do all over again, you would have still made the same decisions? Probably not. Um, I probably would have seen it from, you know, try to see it from both angles. Um, as you know, but I had to grow into my own person and she wasn't allowing me to grow into me. She wanted to shelter me and grow into what she wanted to make me out of. And I think we all do that as parents Mm -hmm. to a degree, to a degree. Yeah. So what's the dynamic of your relationship with your mom? Like now, um, you have to kind of learn how to forgive and forget. Um, kind of. <laughs> I mean, you're always going to remember the right. stuff that you went through. Um, but even as a, me as a parent now, it's definitely challenging. I see some of the stuff that she said, and I'd be like, hmm. <laughs> you know. She wasn't always she wrong. She wasn't always wrong, but sometimes she was definitely wrong about certain things. Are you able to communicate with her better now? She doesn't want to talk about the past or she doesn't like addressing the issues so it's we talk but on the basis of you know mom and daughter or very surface surface level yeah and how has that impacted your relationship with your daughter now who is well she's older than 15 she's 16 okay so she's 16 so it's kind of like we have an open open book like there's nothing that you can't come and tell me and we can't talk about it. Okay. So it's a different relationship than me and my mom had because I wasn't able to come to her and be like, oh, mom, guess what? I like this boy. I'm going to go out with him. Right. Yeah. Where my daughter is able to, we're able to be open about certain situations and I can tell her, well, well, this is what I would have did if I was younger or, you know what I mean? Right. It's just a different, a different, even though, you know, kids are rebuttal and all this other stuff, but we just have an open relationship more than I'd had with my mom. And do you see a difference? I definitely see a difference. Yeah, I think it's challenging. You know, when we think about what was a, what were our moms thinking? I don't know. I- <laughs> and then it's like now our kids are probably thinking the same things about us. They definitely probably think the same things. My daughter and my aspect think that I never was a child before. Like, I never experienced anything in life like right you know right does she have a relationship with your mom she does but my mom is a kind of like a pusher like she pushed buttons that she shouldn't necessarily push on certain aspects so you know my daughter just be like okay grandma right all right just being respectful yeah just being respectful (laughs) (laughs) so what would you what do you think could have made the relationship with your mom stronger um her, you know, talking to me, explaining to me why, you know, this, why I had to be in this religion or why couldn't I just be me, you know, or to the aspect of why couldn't I talk to her about certain situations or certain things? She just blocked me out. She didn't want to hear it at all. At all. So how do you think that influenced your young adulthood? You know, as you, like you said, you left home at 15, mm-hmm. you're in a shelter and then, who, who was guiding you as a young adult, if not mom? Um, me. I, want, I wanted more. I wanted to know more. I never even been on a plane until I was 30. Wow. So, I mean, me. And there was like, you know, there's people in the program where they'd be like, you know, if you have to, you know, you have to be yourself. You have to be, you at the end of the day. Nobody's- but you went from a situation where you couldn't be yourself to just like basically being me. <laughs> it's 
like almost like being in jail to just being, being completely free. free and never having been free before and never been afraid. I was. How did you mm, handle it? Kind of wild. <laughs> it was kind of wild. It was definitely a situation. Situationships. That's okay. what I would say. So, w- at what age would you say that it started? You found a sense of normalcy. Um, I guess the reality of having a child. Okay. Uh, of a sense of normalcy as in, okay, well, you can't just be out here just doing whatever you want to do. So like, how old but, were you when you had your, your first child? Um, I was, what, 17? Okay. Born on 18. That was in May. So, yeah, on my 18th birthday, going around there. Mm-hmm. So adulthood was kind of like, okay, it's real, real it's now. It's real, real. Like, what you going to do? Like, 15, I always, um, you know was an independent person in the first place. Cause like I said, my mom was never home. So it was basically like she worked from three to 11 and when okay. she got home, she was tired. She was tired. She was asleep. And then, you know, when I left for school, right. That was it. Right. <laughs> for school, she was. So that, so when you had your daughter, were you done with school or were you still in no, school? No, I was still in school. So you were, you were working and, and going to school and taking care of your baby. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And were you still in the shelter at this time? Mm-hmm. I was up into the shelter until they just was like, well, you're able to, you know, go out on your own or whatever. At 17, when I got pregnant, you know, around that time, that's when they were like, you, you're able to. Like you're a grown yeah. up, have yeah. a nice life. Yeah, basically. So there was never really a full reconciliation with your mom. Like once you left, no, that there, was it. That was it. Once I left, I mean, me and her talked, but there was a point in time where I didn't want to talk to her at all. Mm. You know, it was to that point where did you I felt have, like she just gave up. Did you have therapy? Mm-hmm. Did you, was yeah. it, do you think it was helpful? Mm, to a certain extent. Um, that question of, well, how do you feel about this? Right. You know, it, it was definitely helpful though. Yeah. Therapy is definitely helpful to get through all of it. I mean, I think it's challenging at a young age when you're like, this is the person who's supposed to take care of you into adulthood. And now it's like, well, maybe not. You're an adult now. Right. And then you became a mother so quickly. Yep. That I didn't even have a chance. No childhood. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Independent. Really. So, so how did you navigate young motherhood without your mother? It was definitely a challenge because I thought, you know, a baby was going to be just a walk in the park. Really? <laughs> At first, I'm like, oh, they're cute. They're, you know, they're right. going to, you know. Nope, it's not. It wasn't It wasn't easy. It definitely wasn't easy. So having to balance the two, I definitely took a lot of motherling classes. They had those. Um, so I definitely went to those um, for just a little bit of guidance of how a child was going to raise a child, basically. Right. Because that's what I felt like. Well, like well I was at least you kid. were uh, proactive and you went and took a class <laughs> yeah. instead of just trial and error. Yeah, I definitely did. I definitely was like, oh, you know, there was other teen moms like me. Right. Too. So um, in the counseling sessions, they would definitely say, well, do you need any help? Do you need any services or anything? I was like, well, is there a mothering one? Because I need it. <laughs> the support. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the support. Yeah, I think that it's really important to have community and know that you're not alone. Right. It definitely Definitely. So you went to the mothering classes and then you're living on your own now. Yeah, now. Mm-hmm. And you finished school. Mm-hmm. How did you decide what you were going to do after you finished school? 
Um, I always had a plan. Well, first I thought I was just going to be this nurse, you know, um, and then like I did try to go to nursing school and had to drop out because I was having complications being pregnant. Okay. Um, so I did try that. Um, then I worked and worked and worked until I, you know, was able to even provide for just me and her. Right. I didn't even know how I was going to do that. Right. Like, how do you provide for you and your child? Right. Um, that's things that my mom never even showed me or you right. know, told me like, oh, well, when you get out on your own, you're going to have to provide for, for yourself you, for yourself and a child. And a child. Right. Um, that's not easy. No. So. It's, it can get overwhelming. Yeah, definitely. Especially when you're young. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely challenging. Um, so with the guidance of, you know, just my mind frame of what I wanted, right. I wanted more. I wanted, you know, eventually go to college and, you know, find me. Right. Find me and find out who this baby is. Because <laughs> I know what was going to hit me. <laughs> so what would you say to a young mom who is kind of navigating motherhood without her mother? Um, Just keep going. If you have a goal that you want to reach, reach it. Try to reach it as much as you can. Um, Make sure, you know, you don't have to depend on nobody. That's what was my goal was like, okay, well, now you're in adulthood. Make sure that you don't have to depend on nobody, that you, even if you fall, you can still have to lift yourself up. Right, right. But know that it's okay to ask for help. Right. right? Know that it's, oh, definitely okay to ask for help because I definitely, there was times like, you know, can you help me? Right. (laughs) Ask the questions. Yeah. Get the support that you need. Get the support. Support is definitely needed. And there's, there's so much stuff out there that, can support you. Yes. I mean, I didn't know that until I got into a program that, you know, could be like, oh, if I didn't go to that, um, you know, it, well, it was independent living at the time. If I didn't go there, I there was a lot of stuff that I did not know that right. you can have for assistance. Right. Yeah, you, know? you got to ask for help. Yeah. I didn't know there was a welfare or any, of, any that. of that. You had no idea. No idea. And so you get there by asking questions, Right. right? Mm-hmm. Or saying, I need help with... Yeah, what's... I need help. Yeah. Definitely. I think one of the running themes of all of our um, co-hosts who come on is this idea of keep going. Yes, definitely keep going. And God. Yes. Because <laughs> I know many times... There's so many times that I just definitely got down on my knees and prayed. Like, they didn't know what else to do. Yep. Yeah. I think that's that's definitely a running theme to keep going. Mm-hmm. Even if you fall down, know that you can get, get back, back up, up. Mm-hmm. and you don't have to do it alone. Yeah, you definitely don't have to do it alone. If that's your choice, if you don't like people, because I understand <laughs> people are very iffy about people, but definitely there are so many resources yes. out there to help single moms and try to get you through. I mean, there's the negative and there's the positive. Right. But hopefully if you keep on the positive... Yeah, it won't be easy, but you can do it. Definitely do it. All right. Well, I think that's a great place to leave the audience (laughs) for the week. Make sure that you are following When She Thrives, like I said, on Instagram and Facebook at When She Thrives. So you are aware when you can get your signed copy of Scenes from a Single Mom Volume 4, where Ash is an author. Mm -hmm. And uh, we will look forward to seeing you here next week.
Thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode of the Scenes from a Single Mom podcast. If you are blessed by this episode, please take a moment or two and leave us a review because when you do, you create an opportunity for another mom to find us and get the tips, tools, and tea that we share here as you grow through on your motherhood journey. And if you're not already, be sure to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at When She Thrives so that you are aware of all the greatness that is going on with When She Thrives out here in these streets. And last but certainly not least, grab your copies of Scenes from a Single Mom volumes one and two and of course three and four are coming soon. Thank you again for listening and we will chat with you next week.